Blog Talk Radio. So it's uh, faith-based. It's so you're involved with faithism, not atheism, right? It was that you said, saying that you know a lot of Christians, um, they maybe text or they maybe email you, and you know they were pretty much scared of you. And I said, oh, okay, a challenge, okay. No, I believe the Bible. I don't believe the Bible is saying that slavery is okay because it gives instructions about how to handle slavery. Andrew, that's faith. You just said you accept evolution, evolution theory. So that's faith. You got faith in a theory. By any chance, are you gay? Uh, what do you think about bow totes? Hello, everyone. Hello. Thank you so much for joining me here again on the Atheist Roundtable. I'm your host. My name is Andrew Garber. Hey, why don't you be my friend? Would you be my friend and go to Facebook and send me a friend request? Go to the Atheist Roundtable Facebook fan page, uh, like it, and uh, maybe go to iTunes. Send me those oh-so-coveted five-star reviews. You know, I'm an atheist, and I can covet all I want to, and I do so covet five-star reviews. Not three-star, well, okay, three-stars would be okay. Four-stars would be quick. Five-star reviews would be the best. I really would appreciate it. It's been a couple of weeks. I took last week off. Things got a little hectic. You know, I don't remember being this uh, busy when I had when I was in middle middle school. But now that I've got a kid in middle school and a kid in elementary school, things are just well, just they're just busy. Okay, they're just busy. That's the way it is. But I'm on tonight. I'm live tonight. And if you want to be on the show when it's live and be live on the show when it's live, then you call 347-838-8342, dial those numbers, you can be on the show when the show is live. If 11 o'clock p.m. on Sunday nights is not the time when you are awake wanting to listen to a podcast on atheism and agnosticism and beliefs and whatever happens to come into my mind 30 or so minutes on blog talk radio, then you can always call the Atheist Roundtable voicemail line at 765-280-3066, on for normal people who are not awake at 11 p.m. when the show is live like it is right now. Just this past weekend, just a couple of days, maybe, no, just yesterday. It was just yesterday when some of my good friends, great friends in Georgia got married, Bobby Carey and Ashley got married just a couple of days ago. They posted pictures of their beautiful wedding all over Facebook. It was glorious. So many of my other friends were there. It, it, it kind of looks like um, Bill Robbins from the Barroom Atheist was officiating the ceremony. That is, that is absolutely amazing. That would be a, a wonderful, wonderful ceremony uh, to have to have Bill Robbins officiate your wedding. That's, that's something truly special. Um, I've been a wedding officiant for a couple of years now, three, four, five years. It's been a while. Um, and I've gotten to do a lot of weddings. Well, not a lot, several weddings since then. I even did one wedding for a Christian couple. Uh, so not all of the weddings that I've done have been for atheists, even though the reason I became an officiant in the first place was so that I could be that alternative, so that I could be the person that my non-believing friends, my atheist friends could come to and say, look, I'd like to have a wedding and really like it if you 
could leave out some of that religious stuff, some of that God talk could just be left alone, that would be fantastic. Even in the um, in the Christian ceremony that I did, we really didn't talk a whole lot about God in that one either. They we had a couple of readings from some uh, from some Bible verses. There was that God is love and love is patience, love is kind, love is slow to anger, that kind of a thing. Right from I think it's I want to say Corinthians or Galatians or something. I don't remember. People want to have someone who is going to be able to mold the ceremony to their needs, to their wants, to make it something that's not just out of a box, right? I mean, it's something that was was crafted just for these people, something that was made especially for you. That's really cool, right, to have something that's just made for you. It doesn't have to be something that's just prepackaged. When I got married 18 years ago, and keep in mind that 18 years ago would be before I started calling myself an atheist, okay? So 18 years ago, I got married. And 18 years ago, I wasn't an atheist yet, but I was secular, let's say. I had, hadn't been to church in years. Um, I was right towards the end of my religious journey. Um, well, no, I wasn't at the end. I got married uh, out in the middle, I guess. Uh, in any case, <laughs> I, look, you try to remember what you did 18 years ago, what was going on in your life then, all right? Outside of the wedding that I do remember, okay, I, I do remember the wedding, and I, I just don't remember exactly where exactly I was in my religious journey at the time now, apparently. Anyway, uh, the, the point I'm trying to get to here, that the ceremony I had was extraordinarily religious, okay? Look at watching that video now is painful. I mean, holy cow, if I had, if I, one day, I want to be able to renew my vows with my wife and do this right. When I say right, I mean with vows that mean something to me, right? I want to be able to do it with, with words that mean something to me, that, that, have, that have some significance and not something that I'm just reciting out of tradition or saying or repeating, right? I want it to have some kind of intrinsic need. That would be really cool, I think. Because the wedding I had was just off the shelf, kind of from a box, kind of a prepackaged kind of deal. And today, people want to get married, and they want to have that ceremony tailored to them. Sometimes people will say, well, why would an atheist want to get married? Why would an atheist even want that? And I think that this is part of this weird idea that religion holds some kind of ownership on some of the most amazing things that makes human life so extraordinary. Celebrating, being together with family and friends, and, and just being able to to share in a wonderful time with, with your fellow man. For some reason, these things are uh, the religious 
would have you think that these things are the property of religion. The way that we think that Christmas is a Christian holiday, the way we think that Easter is a, is, uh, is a Christian holiday, the way we think that all of these things have their places in religion, that marriage has its place in religion, and it doesn't. We even now have, in, in the great United States, marriage equality, where anyone can get married to the person that they love, regardless of their silly genders. Who cares about genders? The religious try to express ownership over this ceremony of marriage, and they have lost. And the way before, way before they ever lost at the Supreme Court, they totally lost in the court of public opinion. They completely lost in the court of public opinion because when it comes to people, we want marriages that mean something. And there are a lot of benefits to being married, right? There's the benefit, there, there's tax benefits, all kinds of other real benefits that being married bestows upon you. All those things, all those real tangible things, the reasons that the LGBT community fought uh, so hard for to win the right to be married to each other, those are the same reasons that atheists want to get married. And really, I think they're also the same reason that religious people want to get married. Of course they are. Of course they are. There are real benefits to being married. And why wouldn't you want them? They're there. Take them. Embrace them. They're good. It's good stuff. And so, when I, as I close out this bit of my ramble for the evening, just want to say one more time, congratulations to Bobby and, and Ashley. I want to say I hope, I wish you and I hope for you only the best, all the best, forever. You guys are amazing. Thank you so much for being a part of my life because you guys make it better, and I know you make each other better. So I hope you continue to make each other better for forever. I got to listen to uh, Bobby uh, and Ashley do the No Religion Required podcast. And if you're not listening to the No Religion Required podcast, then for goodness sake, stop listening to this podcast and go listen to the No Religion Required podcast on the Secular Media Network. Go listen to No Religion Required. A spinoff, the, the stepchild of No Religion Required, seems to be the SJW Circle Jerk with uh, with Jeremiah Traeger and, and Ari Stillman, uh, Ari from the from the Gaytheist Manifesto, and Jeremiah just being the bastard stepchild of uh, No Religion Required. I love you, Jeremiah. Uh, recently on the SJW Circle Jerk, they were talking about things that they would rather not hear atheists say anymore. Uh, overstating science, for example, and a whole bunch of other stuff. Well, one thing I think they left out was, uh, as a former believer, something I hear a lot of other former believers say, time and as a believer was wasted. That my life, that I wasted my life before I 
profound reason before I became an atheist, before I turned to logic, okay? I hear a lot of times that my life as a believer was just a bunch of wasted time. I can't stand that. I don't think for one second that I wasted any of my time as a believer. When I was a believer, I believed, okay, and I wasn't, it wasn't a, a, a passive belief is, is what I'm trying to say. It was an active belief. It was something that I did. I believed. I did. And when I was believing, I was always looking for reasons to believe. I needed something to believe in, right? I needed that, and I was looking for it. And when I would find it, and I would indeed find it, hold on to it. I would hold on to it with a very, very tight, tight fist. And I would grab onto it uh, as tightly as I could. I've talked about the kinds of things that I would find before on the show, things like little anecdotes, uh, little bits of, of experiences, of feeling the Holy Spirit come upon me, things of that nature, okay? All of those, all those salvation stories that you hear believers say, like, I know I was saved when the thing happened, whatever that thing was. Okay. I really still think that every believer has that or has developed in their mind a I became awesome, saved, goody good when this happened, when this thing, I can tell you the story of how I know my faith is real or whatever, okay? When I was a believer, I always looked for those. I was never satisfied with just one of those. I wasn't wasting my time at all. I was finding reasons I could to stay believing. So I don't think now, as an atheist, that I wasted my time at all, at all. Every time I found something at Every time I came across something that would reinforce my faith for that moment, every time that happened, now, as an atheist, I can use that experience, I can draw upon that knowledge and help me relate to people who are still doing that. Look, to people who have never had this kind of experience, to the, to the atheist who has always been an atheist and has never uh, themselves been the kind of person that needed to have faith in their lives, I, I don't know if you'll be able to understand the constant quest that one is on while you're a believer, while you're searching for these things and holding on to them. I don't know if there's, a, if there's another metaphor uh, for this constant quest of, uh, of, of finding little nuggets of stuff that are supposed to make you more faithful and, and they do for just a little bit, and you need another one. I don't, I don't know if I can describe it um, accurately or, or well enough for you to really understand. For, for, for people who are believers, 
we are all, we were always looking for reasons to hold on to so that we could know it wasn't just enough for us to believe it, it had to be for us that we would know that God is real that Jesus loves us that heaven awaited us that or or hell was awaiting us we always needed something more signs, more miracles, more whatever it was going to be. I don't think I wasted my time at all. I think I learned what this quest is like, how one goes about going on this quest, and what it's like, most importantly, what it's like when the quest fails, right? Always fails. The quest never totally succeeded. If the quest ever totally succeeded, then I wouldn't need to continue it. And it seemed like it wasn't so much the about the um, the uh, nuggets that you would pick up along. It was more about the act of the journey itself. And it's doomed to fail. Destined to fail. You know it's going to fail. I just... I, I don't think that as atheists we do ourselves a favor by calling the time that we spend being religious a waste of time. It wasn't a waste. I don't think it was a waste. I don't count one second of my life being a believer a waste. Nor nor do I think that any believer is wasting their life just because they're a believer. I mean, they could be wasting their lives, but it has nothing to do with whether or not they believe in Jesus or not. Okay. I really think that sometimes um, those those quests are the thing that are going to lead people away from Christianity, away from superstition, away from bad ideas, and to good ideas. Bring them to better ideas. I wish I could say that um, religion was nice, or I wish I could say that um, religion wasn't harmful, but I honestly, truly, 100% believe that religion is harmful. That's why I think that if religion were ever to just disappear off the face of the planet, I think the planet would be okie-dokie without it. <sighs> Let's see here. What else did I want to talk about tonight? Oh, yeah. I remember now. Listen. Um, we're, uh, we're just a few weeks away uh, from the election. And I... I think I put out I put out a show a few weeks ago about my position on the election, uh, and I, I, I'm not going to restate everything that I said the last time, uh, except to say that it still baffles me that um, there are people who won't consider voting for major political candidates 
because they aren't the major political candidates that they wanted. And I and, and before I go any further, I will say this. I will say this for the Republican Party. When a crazy person ran for the Republican nomination, the Republicans gave the crazy person the Republican nomination. When a crazy person ran for the Democratic nomination, the crazy man did not get the nomination. And the, well, more boring candidate got it. Got more, I mean, and I get that. Look, I can't remember a last presidential election. Um, I can't remember the, a time in a presidential election when I feel like I should be more excited. And for some reason, I'm not. We are going to elect the first woman president of this nation ever. And man, it has been a long time coming. A long time coming. This nation needs a, 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 a female chief uh, commander in chief. This nation needs uh, a, a woman who can lead well strongly and proudly. Uh, I really think that uh, this nation is ready for Hillary Clinton to be president. I think this nation needs Hillary Clinton to be president. I am in the last episode when I talked about the election, I really brushed off the third-party candidates. I brushed them completely off. And I talked about how when I looked at all of the primary candidates from the Democratic side and the Republican side, back when there were like two dozen Republican candidates vying for the nomination, way back, like well over a year ago now, when we had dozens of Republican Party nominations, none of those people were my person. None of those people on the Republican side were my person. Now, if I were to look at four candidates, if I were to look at Jill Stein and Gary Johnson and Hillary Clinton and Donald Trump, if I were to look at those four people and figure out who of those four I would want to be president. I'm still left with Hillary. I'm not excited about it, but I'm not going to vote for someone who. Uh, <laughs> I'm not going to vote for someone who thinks that Wi-Fi signals are poisoning us. Okay, I'm not going to vote for someone like that. That person is an idiot. All right, I'm not. <laughs> I'm not going to go on, and I'm not going to vote for anyone who's going to go on national television. television and make a complete buffoon of himself, right? I'm not doing that. And both Johnson and Trump have done it. Now, Trump, more than Johnson, all you need to do is put Johnson on the doggone TV, and he'll make a fool of himself. He's just as bad as Trump making a doggone fool of himself. I don't need a doggone clown in the Oval Office. And for the same reason that I won't vote Donald Trump, I won't vote for Terry Johnson. Bam! Who am I left with? 
And yet, I do play the process of elimination when I go to look at who I'm going to vote for. And if we go the other route, and I try to figure out who I side with on various issues, I still land on Mrs. Clinton. Yeah, she does crap I don't like. But it's Obama. So does every other president who's ever been president. But when it comes down to it, the only reason I ever vote for a president, the only reason I ever vote for a president is for court nominees. I need a Supreme Court who's going to protect fundamental rights of people in this nation. I need a Supreme Court that's going to make sure that the victory of marriage equality will stay here in this nation. I need a I need a Supreme Court that's going to make sure that Obamacare stays around. I need a, and it becomes expanded and is built upon. I need a Supreme Court that's not going to uphold Citizens United or Hobby Lobby or any of these other disastrous decisions that we've had um, from the Supreme Court. And these are uh, decisions from the Supreme Court under Obama's watch. Hobby Lobby happened while Obama wasn't president, right? I need a Supreme Court who's going to stop that shit. And that's what I need. And so, you know, yeah, maybe unhappy about Mrs. Clinton, but at the same time, that's the choice. All right, look, I'm not going to talk about the election every doggone show from here to the election, okay? I'm going to really really try hard not to do that, because that, that's bad form, I think. Don't you think? Don't you think that would be bad form? I think that would be bad form. All right. Um, what else did I have on my plate? I've, I've only got a couple of minutes left. What am I... Uh, do I have any other thoughts, or are they just falling out of my damn head? Listen, um, before I sign off tonight, then, just wanted to say that uh, if y'all are looking for what y'all want to do next spring, okay? Y'all are thinking about what you want to do next spring, think of this. Reason Con 3 coming up in Hickory, North Carolina, April of, uh, of 2017. And Reason Con is the only doggone con that I will ever attend every doggone time, all right? Maybe one day you'll be able to find me at a, at a uh, Freedom From Religion Foundation uh, convention or uh, an American Atheist convention. Maybe, maybe, all right? So far, the things that are going to drive me out of my house, out of my comfortable little abode, is going to be the Reason Rally, which apparently is going to happen once every four years, and Reason Con. ReasonCon3 in Hickory, North Carolina. Go to ReasonNC.com for all of your information. You want to be at ReasonCon. Uh, look, whenever you go to a convention, people who go to conventions will always tell you that it wasn't the speakers, it wasn't the presentations. I mean, the presentations were nice, and the speakers were all great. But the cool thing was meeting people, talking and just shaking hands and Seeing, oh, look, that guy. That guy has the podcast that I listen to. Look, that's Bobby Carey and Ashley from No Religion Required. Look, that's Bill Robinson. 
from the barroom atheist. Um, I see those guys here, right? That's the kind of thing that ReasonCon is always all about. You will see many of your favorite podcasters there. I'm going to be there. I'm not your favorite podcaster. That's not the point. There are a lot of people who are going to be there, so I really want to just end my show tonight by saying go to ReasonNT.com to make sure you are going to be able to be at ReasonCon 3. And with that, I'm out of time. So take care of yourselves because God isn't here. We are. Good night. Like the fan page for the Atheist Roundtable at slash Atheist Roundtable on Facebook or find your host at slash Andrew the Atheist. Send all of your email to andrewtheatheist at gmail.com. This podcast is the official podcast of Atheists, Humanists, and Agnostics of the Wabash Valley. Find us on Facebook for monthly meetups. Music for this episode is provided, as always, by Dick Richards. Thank you, Dick. God is here. We are. Take care of yourself.